your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Mike Claiborne is in for John Rooney on the broadcast during this series. And Claibs joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. After last night, it was a good win for the Cardinals. And uh, hopefully we can get another one. We have, we'll have our hands full tonight with our contra, though. Oh, no doubt about it. Claibs, before <clears throat> we get to the Cardinals, I was just telling the story about 1984 when Jim Hannafin got into the draft room for the first time and Clyde Duncan and Louie Lips were both on the board for the football Cardinals. Uh, what do you remember about that? Well, you know, that was when George Boone was in charge of the draft. And, and there were a number of years where, um, <laughs> you know, we had situations we just shook our heads, like the year when they drafted uh, Kelly Stoff and somebody <laughs> said, oh, my God, they drafted a woman. <laughs> uh but I think that was that the one, Randy, where uh, George Boone admitted that he'd never met Clyde Duncan because he might not like him. Was that the one? I that might have been. That might have been. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever met the young man. Yeah, he said because I might not like him. Right, right. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, it was folks. If you weren't around during that era, to sit and, and watch how the football Cardinals conducted their draft. I mean, they get locked up right now if if they try that in St. Louis. I mean, they, somebody would arrest them for some sort of felonious stupidity. I think would be the charge. Uh, it was just it was comical every year, and coaches had no impact, none, on the draft. I mean, they didn't even get a chance to work guys out. So it was just it was maybe the most bizarre era of football that we've ever had in St. Louis. Now, the Rams had a couple of Lulus as well, but the, <laughs> the Cardinals were in the clubhouse with the lead by a significant margin. Well, the essence of the Cardinals was, in 1986, they used to have all the media up in the Bush Stadium press room, and I got the Joel Bushbaum book and got Joel's top 100 possibilities. And then just in case, I put Mr. X. So I sold 101 slips of paper out of a cap, and you, you gave a buck, and you could pick a name out of the, out of the cap, one through one hundred plus X, and they took Anthony Bell, who wasn't in Joel Bushbaum's top one hundred. Michigan State linebacker, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was Kevin Horrigan, maybe that got X and won the hundred and one dollars because one through one hundred were not on Joel Bushbaum's. Uh, Anthony Bell wasn't in that list. It was <clears throat> again as as we're older, we look back on that. We I don't even know how they kept had a team. I'm surprised the NFL didn't take the franchise away from them because it was just it was between comical and embarrassing. Uh, and everybody in the league knew how bad they mm-hmm. were uh, as far as drafting. And I was amazed at, that they even had these guys on the field. I mean, go back to '71 when they drafted Larry Steegen, yeah. who had two knee surgeries before they drafted him. Never played it down. I, Never played a down. He was a first-round pick. I mean, there was – you can go back through history and look at every year 
and I, I guarantee you I could pull one out, and you'd say, give me the story on them, and you'd shake your head. Right. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. All right, let's get to the Cardinals because there were a lot of good things that happened last night. And how about the Cardinals winning a game and scoring five runs without hitting a home run? Yeah, the extra base hit was the big key last night. Both teams had eight hits. The Cardinals had four extra base hits of the the eight. Uh, But I really felt like the defense set the tone in the first inning. Arnado with a tremendous play, but Goldschmidt with a tremendous play to keep his foot on the bag to end the inning. Bader set up a runner who thought he, he, Bader was going to throw the third, and he turned and pivoted through the second, and they threw him out. Tommy Edmond with a great tag. Uh, and, and that's going to be the marquee for this team for the whole year is their defense. But timely hitting was good last night. You can see a couple of guys who've been fighting it, like Carlson's been fighting it a little bit. I thought he had some better at-bats last night. But overall, it was a very good team effort. The, the bullpen continues to be solid as well. Claves Albert Pujols had two hits. He scored uh, twice last night. We saw the wheels as well. But he's six for nine against lefties so far this season. And for all the consternation about Albert Pujols being a nostalgia, uh, a nostalgia acquisition, and how much does he have left in the tank, he's proving the Cardinals right on this one. He really has, Michelle. And when you look at what he's done against lefties so far, you, uh, again, and I said this at the beginning, we know he's going to play against left-handers. But I think there's also there has to be a secret list somewhere of righties that he's lit up in the past also because I think teams would avoid him. I think teams would probably say we're not going to throw lefty at him because there aren't that many experienced lefties in the National League. You know, all these lefties we're seeing are young guys who really don't understand how to get Albert out. So if you're some of these teams, you say to yourself, we're not going to crush this guy's confidence by having Albert tune him up, so maybe he'll skip a start, or maybe we'll miss him somewhere along the way. So I think the challenge would be how many lefties can Albert see over the course of a season. And then I think Ali Marmol has a challenge in getting Corey Dickerson into games. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but, you know, there's going to be more opportunities because we're going to see a lot of righties. And I, I, I like Corey Dickerson's approach. I mean, he's a hitter. Okay, uh, I don't know if he hits for as much power as he once did, but just watching his approaches early in this in the season gives me a feeling that if he gets into a groove and sees a few righties along the way, he's going to really put up some some good numbers as a DH. Um, Clips, we saw Yadier Molina with Adam Wainwright last night, but we've seen a lot of Andrew Kisner so far this season because of Yadi dealing with that soreness. What have been your early observations of what you've seen out of Kisner? I like what I see. Uh, you know, this year he played winter ball, and he really studied the game. He, I mean, he's a real student of the game. You have to remember, this is a position he is still learning. You know, he was a shortstop, moved to third base, now a catcher. So he's learning the nuances of what it takes to be a catcher. We always thought he could hit. Uh, he's shown a lot more a presence in the, in the batter's box now as a, as a hitter. So I like it, and I think the Cardinals trust him as well, hence the reason they're not uh, pressing Yachty to try and play more early because they want to let him make sure he gets healthy. He said yesterday that, you know, he's still trying to get in shape. He said, I was late and, you know, I need to get in, in shape. And so I think the fact that Kisner has played well when given the opportunity gives him more time and not feel like there's an urgency to get back in the lineup compared to years past where whoever they had wasn't really an offensive threat and maybe was struggled a little bit behind the plate also. Hey, Klaibs, uh the Cardinals obviously will uh, handle, go, get through this one. Then they get to Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost their catcher last night. Did you see the play with uh, Luke Voigt's slide? 
Yeah, I did. And, Tom, and Tommy Fam, you don't want to get Tommy Fam mad at you. <laughs> no, you don't. And you know what? This is a guy who's been with the team for less than a month, and you know he's all about teammates. And for those who think he's not, I think this is a good example. You know, he was like, we can get a gym and get this settled. I, I thought, boy, you know, they changed the rule a few years ago where, you know, you have one side of the play, catcher has the other side, but you can't roll a guy over like they used to. And, and I thought Voight didn't react as quick as he needed to. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it dirty, but it's certainly something that that's, it's somewhere between unprofessional and, and, and dirty with regard to how he extended his hands and really he hurt that kid. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's a play that he could have avoided, in my opinion. You know, and, and Luke's, Luke used to be a catcher. He knows what that's about, so – you know, it's a tough call, uh, but you kind of admire both of those guys trying to play hard. One is playing hard, and that's what they'll tell you with, in San Diego, and the other one is trying to defend a teammate. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how things will develop around the batting cage today, I would think. And finally, big doings at Claves Online. Big doings for sure. The Joe West podcast drops in early May. Uh, we're still uh, gathering guests, and we've already put a couple in the can. Uh, we'll have a week as far as our, our first visit with her on the podcast and of course you have the daily cards with rammer and uh joe roderick and of course the marquee item of clavesonline.com is the two-man game with bob ramsey and very very good matt rocchio which i i find to be as entertaining as informative as there is on radio hi this is chris howard host of plugged in with chris howard the college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.